This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Moment by moment. The epic security failure. Nobody was ready. Who are these people? Viking guy. Thank you, President Trump. The dude at Nancy Pelosi's desk. And partying after an insurrection? The exclusive video. Belly up at the bar. Then, martyr or villain? What we've learned about the woman shot dead inside the Capitol. She lived in this modest house and was a big-time Trump supporter. The massive amount of pissed-off people like I am. And removing Trump. Can President Trump remain in office until January 20th? And the president's state of mind today. The president is not showing any remorse. A president who has turned into a mad king. Plus, unsung heroes. How these young pages preserve democracy. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The day began with many questions about the rampage at the United States Capitol. Here in Washington, the uh, confusion continues. Four people died during the rampage. Three of them had medical emergencies outside the Capitol. And then there was this woman, wrapped in a Trump flag, who was shot while trying to break into the United States Senate floor. As Jim Murray reports, she's an Air Force veteran who tweeted, nothing will stop us. The day before she stormed the Capitol, we should warn you, some of the images in this report are graphic. We're learning more about the woman who was shot to death during the takeover of the Capitol. 35-year-old Ashley Babbitt served for 14 years in the Air Force and did tours in Iran and Afghanistan. Babbitt was a big-time Trump supporter. This is her at the Trump rally yesterday. There is a sea of nothing but red, white, and blue patriots and Trump. The day before the riot, she tweeted, nothing will stop us. They can try and try and try, but the storm is here, dark to light. Babbitt was shot by a Capitol Police officer as the crowd surged around a barricaded door. She appeared to be climbing through a window when she was shot. They shot her in the neck and she fell back on me. Blood was coming out of her mouth and neck and nose. Officers tried to save her life, but she was pronounced dead at the hospital. Fox News' Tucker Carlson is suggesting a she's tragedy. a martyr. Imagine for a second getting the call and learning that was your daughter. But others see her as an insurrectionist. Ashley Babbitt lived here in San Diego. She was divorced but recently remarried and owned a pool service and supply business. She boarded a flight to D.C., heeding the president's call to converge on the nation's capital. A sign on the door of Babbitt's pool business reads, Mask-Free Autonomous Zone, better known as America. I'm, like, really heated. Last year, as she drove to work, Babbitt recorded video in which she raged about Democrats. Because you guys refuse to choose America, America over 
your stupid political party. I am so tired of it. She also posted a photo wearing a T-shirt promoting the sprawling online conspiracy network QAnon. Her ex-husband was quoted as saying about her death, I feel absolutely terrible and sick to my stomach about it. Capitol Police say the officer who shot Miss Babbitt has been put on administrative leave with his police powers suspended pending an investigation. And the day after the attack on the Capitol, there remains stunned disbelief over the unprecedented incursion into the seat of democracy. There are also a lot of questions about President Trump's role, about the failure of security to protect the Capitol, and about why so few people have been arrested. We have complete coverage of the chaos, and we begin right now with Stephen Fabian, who is in Washington with a timeline of events. Let's go! This is the moment the storming of the Capitol was launched. The time, 12.53, the first Trump supporters reached the barricade set up in front of the Capitol, demanding to be let through. A handful of cops make a brave stand, trying to hold the line, but the angry mob overwhelms them. Hundreds follow, swarming the ground. Capitol Police are powerless. 115, flag-waving Trump loyalists fill the steps and balconies. They even scale the walls. I can see at least half a dozen protesters scaling, literally climbing the walls of the Capitol to get up to where their fellow protesters are. In the rear of the Capitol, another siege. Once again, a few brave officers do what they can to stop them. The thugs smash windows using fists and a shield. This guy used a metal barrier to smash down a door. Here's what it looked like from inside. 133, they're in, some casually walking through Statuary Hall. TV anchors watching it unfold live are stunned. It is an absolutely shameful, disgusting situation that we are witnessing. Inside the chamber, members of Congress take cover. We were just told that there has been tear gas in the rotunda, and we're being instructed to each of us get a gas mask. They were instructed to wear escape hoods, gas masks that are kept under every chair in the event of a chemical attack. Police blockade the door as the mob stalks the corridors. The government did this to us. We were normal, good, law-abiding citizens, and you guys did this to us. Today, the ease and speed by which the mob took over our cradle of democracy is sparking outrage. Some officers did their best. A lone cop is chased up the stairs, outnumbered, on his radio, calling for backup. Instead of placing them under arrest, the officers negotiate. What's the point of stopping us at this point? These cops are under fire for appearing to open barriers to let the protesters through. MSNBC anchor Joe Scarborough couldn't believe what he was seeing. Why weren't the Capitol Hill police better prepared for this? Trump supporters come in and you open the doors for them. You open the doors for them and let them breach the people's house. The chief of the Capitol Police is defending his department today, saying his officers responded valiantly when faced with thousands of individuals involved in violent, riotous actions. They were heroic given the situation they faced. Security officials here at the U.S. Capitol today are totally rethinking their defense. As you can see, they're installing seven feet tall metal, non-scalable fencing around the entire perimeter of the 
the Capitol. That's because we're less than two weeks away from Joe Biden's inauguration, and that's going to take place right here as well. So they don't want a repeat of yesterday's mayhem. D.C.'s mayor announced that 6,000 National Guard troops will be deployed as the city's police chief vowed to bring the mob to justice. We still have a significant amount of work ahead of us to identify and hold each and every one of the violent mob accountable for their actions. The police chief says 56 officers were injured during the siege. You've seen the pictures, the rioters inside Senate chambers and congressional offices, racist flags, anti-Semitic T-shirts, and this shirtless guy with a spear wearing a fur hat with horns. Well, we figured out who he is, and we figured out not only his identity, but that of many others who, as one senator put it, desecrated a sacred place. They. The FBI is hunting the ragtag army who invaded the Capitol as the world watched in disbelief. The FBI is seeking info that will assist in identifying individuals who are actively instigating violence in Washington, D.C. But you don't need facial recognition technology to identify this guy. Wearing a horned fur hat and face paint, he was photographed at the Senate dais where the vice president had sat minutes earlier. He's 32-year-old Jake Angeli from Phoenix, who is a believer in oddball QAnon conspiracy theories. The man who put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk is 60-year-old Richard Barnett, known as Big O. He uses the name of an American military legend as his Twitter handle, George Reincarnated Patton. He took an envelope from Pelosi's desk as a souvenir. I left her a note on her desk that says, Nancy Bigo is here, you This guy making off with a lectern has been identified in published reports as Adam Johnson, a psychologist from Bradenton, Florida. Derek Evans is a just-elected delegate of the West Virginia State Legislature. He live-streamed video as he joined the mob breaking into the Capitol. We spoke to Mary McCord, former head of the Justice Department's National Security Division. I do expect that because we have so much video and photo and so many photographs from the events, that law enforcement, both at the FBI and state and local levels, will be able to identify more people that were involved in some of the criminal activity. As well as desecrating the citadel of democracy, the mob also targeted the media, destroying camera equipment. They scratched murder the media on this door. On Fox News, Laura Ingram is suggesting left-wing Antifa activists were posing as Trump supporters. There are some reports that Antifa sympathizers may have been sprinkled throughout the crowd. But others are scoffing at that notion. Stephen Fabian discovered Trump supporters celebrating at an after party in the lobby and bar of the Renaissance Hotel in D.C. last night. Some spoke out today as they boarded buses to go home to Michigan. Our taxes fund that building, you know. That's money out of all, all of our own pockets to fix any damages. I think if we were going to go in, we should have gone in as peacefully as possible and occupied. The Justice Department vows there will be criminal charges and they could range anywhere from disorderly conduct to sedition. The insurrection at the Capitol and President Trump's role in inciting it has led to consideration of something unprecedented in modern politics, invoking the 25th Amendment to declare the president unfit and thus remove him from office. 
Calls to remove President Trump from office are growing louder today. He is clearly a president who has turned into a mad king. And at this point, I'm calling on all Republicans and conservatives who still have clout. We have to invoke the 25th Amendment. I joined the Senate Democratic leader in calling on the vice president to remove this president by immediately invoking the 25th Amendment. CBS that News was the first so to report rumblings of the 25th Amendment, in which Trump's cabinet could remove him from office to be replaced by VP this Mike Pence. President, would you support the 25th Amendment against President Trump? This is extraordinary, Nora, and it is uh, news that I am going to be very careful as I deliver it because uh, it, it is so um, incredible. The people around the president, uh, some of the highest members of our government, are discussing the possibility of invoking the 25th Amendment. Deborah spoke with Margaret Brennan, moderator of Face the Nation. What would be involved if the 25th Amendment were to be successfully invoked? For this to actually happen, there would have to be a majority of those senior advisors, those cabinet officials, who go to the vice president and say, we collectively believe that the president should not remain in office. The vice president would have to agree to that. The president can object, and if he objects, then Congress has to weigh in, and a two-thirds majority in the House and the Senate would have to be on board with doing so. The fallout for Trump is intense. Mick Mulvaney, the president's special envoy and former chief of staff, announced today he's done. I can't, I can't do it. I can't stay. Stephanie Grisham, first lady Melania's chief of staff, is also calling it quits. Elaine Chow, Trump's transportation secretary and wife of Mitch McConnell, is also out. Even President Trump's best friend in the Senate, Lindsey Graham, says it's over. Uh, count me out. Enough is enough. What have you heard about the president's state of mind? What I have been told is that there is a, a high level of concern. It is not clear who the president is listening to or would listen to. The president is not showing any remorse privately, just the opposite. He's getting more and more uh, agitated. Many are accusing President Trump, his son Don Jr., and lawyer Rudy Giuliani of inciting a riot at yesterday's rally. We're going to walk down to the Capitol because you'll never take back our country with weakness. We're coming for you, and we're going to have a good time doing it. Let's have trial by combat. They sure got it. And the attack was the front page news around the world, with America's adversaries gloating over the event, while others expressed shock and horror. The world is reacting with shock to the storming of the Capitol. On The View, Meghan McCain did not hold back. You are not patriots. You do not represent America. You are scum of the earth. Former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin scoffed at rioters who consider themselves patriots. Some misguided, um, very, very wrong-headed yahoos are out there causing this mayhem. Our nation's capital fell under siege by domestic terrorists. Yes, that's what I said, domestic terrorists who had the audacity to call themselves patriots. CNN's Van Jones saw a double standard, comparing yesterday's police response to the aggressive tactics the military used last June against peaceful protesters when they cleared a path for President Trump to pose for a photo op. You can have a, a band of white uh, traitors go and tear up the Capitol building and walk out and were escorted out. They basically were escorted in and escorted out. Uh, none of those people should be, uh, they should all be in jail right now. 
Our enemies across the world are also reacting. A Russian official said American democracy was limping on two feet. Iran's president said what happened in America showed what a failure Western democracy is. Australian reporter Ashley Mullaney is in Washington. To watch a mob of people storm the Capitol, to scale the walls and to smash the windows was just horrifying to witness. And back in Australia, this is being described as Donald Trump's day of shame. Gail King says the morning brought hope. You're looking at the United States Capitol this morning. Very happy to say that it is still standing after what we witnessed yesterday. Anthony, I have to say I wasn't certain. And we will be back with more right after this. Next, is this the end of Donald Trump? Donald Trump will go down as the worst president in American history. Donald Trump will not go away quietly. Plus, the unsung heroes. How these young pages preserve democracy. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Donald Trump is headed to Camp David this weekend. The getaway that's been the scene of several summits with world leaders will now be the place where the president plots his future. There is now no question that Donald Trump will go down as the worst president in American history. As President Trump faces calls for his removal from office, we spoke to former White House staffer Omarosa. What's going on in his mind right now? I think Donald Trump has snapped. I think that he has truly lost it and that he has become unhinged. She says to understand Trump's mindset, read his books. Donald Trump is always thinking about his next move. When he wrote about uh, the art of the comeback was the name of his book after the art of the deal when he went bankrupt, he talked about how he thought about it over and over and over again and how he was going to get back at his creditors and the people who mocked him when he was down. I can see a repeat of that. And what of the Trump family? Today, movers from college hunks were spotted outside Ivanka and Jared's D.C. home. They are getting out of Dodge for a future still to be determined. Today, Tiffany Trump and Eric Trump are facing heat for their tone-deaf tweets as violence was breaking out at the nation's capital. Tiffany tweeted, happy birthday, Eric Trump. Meantime, Eric boasted, never thought I would have 150,000 people sing me happy birthday on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. As for the first lady, what is her future? A single. She'll be a single woman. <laughs> When we come back, the congressional aides credited with saving the electoral votes from protesters. They're the quick-thinking aides who rescued the electoral ballot boxes just before the mob entered the Senate chamber. The heroes of our democracy. They are the young congressional aides credited with protecting the ballot boxes containing the official electoral college votes during the siege of the Capitol. The quick-thinking staffers can be seen carrying the boxes out of harm's way. If our capable floor staff hadn't grabbed them, they would have been burned by the mob, one senator tweeted. The ceremonial boxes are made of mahogany and lined with leather. Thanks to these heroes, the paper ballots were preserved. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And this is the extraordinary moment that senators, flanked by Capitol Police in riot gear and armed FBI agents, returned to the Senate chamber after the rioters were cleared out. There's Ted Cruz, Mitt Romney, Lindsey Graham. And when they finally reconvened, democracy triumphed. Vice President Pence declared Joe Biden the next president of the United States.
Joseph R. Biden, Jr. of the state of Delaware has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received 232 votes. The chair declares the joint session dissolved. And still to come, joining voices to say, God bless America. After the upsetting events in Washington, this happened. America. God Bless America is the song of the day today. Through the mount. It's all over social media. Through the prairies. A song we all need right now. Sweet home. God Bless America indeed. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.